Sunday pour. We are back. We are a mere 10 days, I believe, from Selection Sunday, God willing. We, uh, you know, God willing, we'll have March Madness. Maybe some corned beef and car bombs in people's future if we can get through this month. Um, I got a little four roses in front of me. Aunt, how are you? Thursday night, second show of the week. God willing, Wuhan willing, we'll have basketball in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm at, I'm at a juncture that I haven't been at uh, in a long time. A little crossroads that I haven't been at in a, in a long time. It's the, the point of the night where you have – The three-bear three conundrum? It's a little more than that, but yeah, exactly. Do I keep going? And uh, you know, you know where that leads, or do I stop and just you know be good where I'm at? So I don't know. I figure I I, I just. Uh, I mean, if you're leaving it up to me, <laughs> I mean, I'm not stupid. I know what I'm doing here. I know. I know. I'm. I know who I'm bringing this information to. So all right, yeah. all right, all right, it's, like, that it's being, like asking a barber if you need a haircut. <laughs> all right. With that being said, you. Yeah, a little, you know, you, you fill for me for a second, all right? Oh, okay, yeah. This episode of Sunday Pour has been brought to you by not one, not two, not three, but four roses. Ah, what else we got? A um, couple – I actually had a couple uh, – I had a couple nice little run-ins – this uh, not was it yesterday morning, Wednesday morning with a couple people. Um, I was just talking to myself there for a little bit. I, I didn't get, I didn't get into, I didn't even get into my story because I realized I would have had to start over anyways. <laughs> yeah, well, I just did a quick ad read. I can't, I can't wait to listen. <laughs> I said I had a couple good run-ins, uh, a little Rolling Rock can there. Yes, sir. I had a couple of good run-ins with people yesterday morning that made me, uh, made me be, you know, made me like have a little faith in humanity for a little bit. Oh well, that's. I'm glad you came here so we could set you straight. Yeah, I stopped and got gas in the morning. As I was leaving the station, I held the door for somebody. It, she was about 15 feet away, so it was like right at the, uh, you know. The border, like, do I hold it? Do I do I not? I decided to hold it. Mm-hmm. She hustled, a little pep in her step, jog. I like that. I even said something like, I didn't, I did not so she could hear me, but I was like, oh, good hustle on the way back to my car. Gave her the, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And then as I was filling up my car, I hear, excuse me, buddy, which is always like, oh, no, what the fuck is that? And he was like, I'm just going to uh, back my, he was in the middle. You know, there's three pumps. He was stuck in the middle. I was in back of him. There's a piece of shit blocking him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you just direct me so I don't hit your car? I'm like, sure, sure thing. Directed him, gave me a thumbs up and a beep. Like, I just, that made me proud. Like, that's what America should be. That's what it should all be about. By the way, the fucking truck blocking this guy. Guy wasn't getting gas. He's probably doing scratch-offs, Red Sox bumper sticker. Okay? Yeah, there's a type. Surprise, yeah. Not it's surprised. Type, okay? It's it's kind of amazing because the gas station is a place where you see the lowest lowest of the low congregate there. Doesn't matter who you are, 
Yeah, the other day, saw a, I saw a car parked in front of two pumps, blocking two pumps. Oh, Nobody, yeah. So I had to like go in and go around the other side to get gas. And I'm like, motherfucking this person, of course, walks out, little old lady. I'm like, well, you're an asshole. Like, I don't care. There's parking spaces. I don't care who you are. You weren't any closer. It wasn't like she was handicapped and had to get closer. She was parked mm-hmm. like an asshole. Like, you're an asshole. I don't care who you are. You're probably an asshole for the past 80 years, and you're going to be an asshole till you die. So I apologize to you, who all of a sudden got this little burst of faith in humanity. But uh, that's, that's, a, that's a one in a million shot right there, what you, said, what you had. Uh, it lasted about 12 minutes, because after I, I got on the highway, <laughs> this minivan almost caused an 18-car pileup. And then, you know, the Planned Parenthood people chirped at me a couple times the past couple of weeks. So chirped at you i lost faith well listen i have my headphones in when i walk by them okay yeah so i can kind of tell what they say they hit me the woman hits me with a good morning i hit her with a good morning back right civil yeah Yeah. she tries to hand me reading material i say no thank you that's fair. And then she, she talks until I'm with – I mean, I have headphones in. Ironically, I was listening to our – I think this was last week, one of these times. I was listening to our Dirty Dancing talk. That was pretty ironic. <laughs> the main storyline of Dirty Dancing, if you guys remember that episode a couple of weeks ago, whenever that was. Uh, so I was listening to that. Um, then same thing this week. Oh, yeah, it was yesterday. It was the same exact morning. It was literally probably 12 minutes after – I was at the gas station. Uh, there was a guy out there this time. Same woman, I think. Hit me with a good morning. I hit him with a good morning back. Tried to hand me his little, I don't know, it's a mini Bible pamphlet something. Mm-hmm. I said, no, thank you. And I purposely turned down my headphones this time because I wanted to hear what the woman said. And I couldn't really hear that. Well, she hit me with a lot of Jesuses. There was like five Jesuses in there. Like, Jesus loves you. Pray to Jesus. Shouldn't there be like some sort of professional courtesy like they see you every day you see them every day can't they just leave you be like you're just there to do a job you're not you know not some just joe q citizen that's just walking in the lane there you're 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 there all the time how much more polite can i be how yeah you're, did, yeah. you're be? giving the good morning that's really all you need to do just don't shove pamphlets in my face fucking fanatics and i'm being courteous because like, wouldn't it be a bigger dick move if I just take your little booklet and then, which is what I would do if I took it, first garbage can I find, just toss it in? I mean, I kind of wish there was a garbage can right at the corner where you were walking. So tomorrow when you go and they hand it to you, be like, oh, I'll take it today. Just dump it right in front of their faces. Yeah, but that see, be- I'm, I'm, being the bi- I'm being the bigger man. I don't think you have to be. With a fanatic, you don't have to be. You're not dealing with people who understand the rule like the, the rules and the ways of the world like this. They don't it doesn't these things don't apply to them. Being a bigger man doesn't matter. You were being the bigger man, but it doesn't matter. They're still gonna shove a pamphlet in your in your nose tomorrow morning. Just a leisurely stroll to work. They're just Planned Parenthood brigade brigade they, in they my got, face. In their minds, they have a mission and it is to educate everybody about this thing they are extremely passionate about. Like, we're Do you think you'll ever be passionate enough about something to hand out reading material to a random person? 
No, I, I could write a novel. I could write a 700-page novel. I, I wouldn't be on the street corner passing it out in front of under people, just shoving into people's faces, which yeah. I, could, I could spend like 12 years writing a book, just like put my blood, sweat, tears, just, you know, my life turned upside down for this fucking book. And I, I would never... I would never force it into somebody's hand like that. It's fucking ridiculous. I might leave a few in some waiting rooms or something. Maybe a doctor's office. Accidentally? Yeah, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. Get the word of mouth going. Where'd be a good place to leave your memoir? People could find it. Uh, my memoir? It's the only place I could really leave it. It would probably be like uh, the prison library. Ooh, prison library is pretty good. Somebody's good. It's gotta be what right. else are you going to do? Work yeah. out? Read? There's limited. Take short showers. Very short, yeah, quick. <laughs> quick I would like to go undercover at a protest. If I had any initiative, it's I would like to easy. do that. Probably pretty easy. That would, that would yeah, but, well, no, the, the premise is easy, but actually going there and having to listen to these people, that's the hard part. <laughs> it's not, fooling them is not the hard part. No, the, hard, easy. <laughs> the hard part is putting up with them. The hard part is having a conversation with, I just want to get in their head and see what I'm dealing with. Like, are these normal people that I could be like, Hey, you see the Yankee game last night? Yeah. You know, Cole didn't have it. You know, could they have that conversation or are they just like baseball? <laughs> is it baseball? Season There's right babies now? dying in there. You're watching baseball. Yeah. We don't have time for that kind of shit. <laughs> see any good movies lately? Not until, not until we end this epidemic of uh, abortions yeah i i also wonder it's, it's probably worth it if you were like a staunch supporter of the other side of the argument if you were if you were like completely pro-choice that'd be something to infiltrate a you know a pro-life rally like that yeah that'd be interesting that i can see you getting up for it's like for, just just experience it uh without having any kind of uh a hand in the game or any kind of yeah unfortunately i'm pro don't give a fuck that's that's the unfortunate yeah, part right i don't know maybe if you're bored one day on a saturday no well, what i do it's a long long con one day i take the reading material and i show up and i was like there's some interesting shit in there I didn't realize there's a lot yeah, of fun facts in this book got anything else i don't know if you can call them fun facts facts yes probably not even facts it's like half of it's true <laughs> yeah they skew it all it's all they cook, they cook the books just like everyone else yeah yep just just to make it just to make their side look good we know your game you're not fooling anybody yeah ripkin though i see him today he's out there by himself good doesn't morning that was it doesn't bother me with a good morning no never doesn't he, have any. He just has a. No. He has actually has a new sign. Thank God, a new one, a new dead fetus. But he uh, just hits me with a good morning. That's it. That's it. Doesn't try and push his you know agenda right, yeah. on me. Good. He was actually having a conversation with somebody, and I, I couldn't tell. I turned down my headphones because I wanted to see if it was like a you know head to head sort of thing because oh. that's what it looked like it was. Mm-hmm. But I kept walking. You know, I can't stick around to see. Place I, I can't imagine that somebody on a Thursday morning is walking by this this protest and engaging anybody with like a counter argument. Uh, this this is what 
this is what this might have been, but I don't know. I just can't. Man, protesting. Just not for me. It's just not for me. Like, I'd like to go outside Yankee Stadium and hand random people Brian Cashman's track record of signing starting pitchers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty passionate. Do you remember Javi Vasquez? Oh, Kevin Brown? Javi Vasquez twice. That's what 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 my first sign would be. He he signed Javi Vasquez twice. Don't forget, okay? Never forget. Once bad enough, twice unforgivable. Yep. yeah, so I'm not going to make any signs, though. No, no. There's a podcast. Just spend a couple hours a week talking about it. That's all, yeah. You know I mean, you. stay home, eat my Girl Scout cookies. Get you. Oh, what it you is got? Girl Scout cookie season. You got some in front of you? What do you got? I don't have them in front of me, but I did just uh, – I think I got them this weekend. When you buy uh, the Girl Scout cookies, yes. so it's, very, it's, it's, it's a short window of time. It's limited, obviously, whatever you get. You know, maybe you get a half dozen boxes. How, how, how many boxes do you get generally? I got uh, five or six. Yeah, about a half dozen boxes. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you got it. A couple of Samoas. You get some Thin Mints, whatever. You throw in a dosi dough, just a cakes, whatever. Some, whatever it is, you mix it I up. I do like the dosi doughs, yeah. There, I mean, there's not really a bad Girl Scout cookie. I don't know. Like some of the new ones, I don't know. Do you, you get any s'mores? Uh, no, I don't think I ever had a Girl Scout s'mores cookie. First year, I mixed in a s'more in the rotation. All right. Nice. I didn't know that existed. I, it's, I'm sure they're good. They're always An good. extra though. dollar. So how, how quickly do you lose control of the cookies? Like, do, you, do you have a little bit of like, I got to conserve them. I just got them. They're, they, they're not going to last forever. Like I got to, you know, I can't just devour a box in two days because it's until next year. I can't, then I'm not going to have a Samoa until next year. Or is it, do you or buy do you, like do you buy the knockoffs in the store? No, nope. They're probably very good, but I, I feel like you got to earn a Samoa. You got to earn it. It feels like it should be a, just a you know a yearly thing, right? Yeah, I'll it'd just, be like uh, I don't know eating a zapel in August or something. Yeah, you got to yeah. just wait till St. Joseph's Day. Yeah, that's it. Um. So I go. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's a it's a never-ending war. Obviously, like you know, it's it's a battle, it's a struggle. You're, you're dancing around them in the ring, just trying to like, yeah, jab here, jab. Like here. the countdown's on. Every day I don't open a box is like a win. <laughs> and then, I mean, that's gonna end tomorrow as soon as I like hit a bowl after work. I mean, that's like the thin mints oh, are probably yeah. they're in the fr- they've been in the freezer since Sunday. I mean, those things don't stand a chance. <laughs> And to this yeah. point, like, my wife orders two boxes of Samoas because, like, I've been known if we get one box of Samoa, I'll just crush the whole thing. <laughs> I'll just crush it. They are good. You know? oh, they're so good. Once you start, I mean, they're like Tic Tac. You just start ripping there's them. Only like, there's only like four in a row. Like, it's not it's easy to mow down an entire row like that. You're like, right, I could do one more. Yeah, listen, uh, this is a pro- professional tip if you're – even if you even if you order girls cup cookies by yourself, you're a single guy. But if you're like a married couple or you have a family, your favorite Girl Scout cookie, you gotta order minimum two boxes. Oh, you yeah, have to. Yeah, that's yeah, that's of course. That goes without saying. Professional tip. Luckily, like I'm still at a point where like my wife doesn't need a bunch of cookies. My kids don't know the difference between the, the Girl Scout cookies and everything else. 
So I just uh, like I just put the Samoas aside. So two two boxes for me, basically. But still getting. The so two. you're like the glutton in the house. Uh, no, they just choose not to do it because it's not doesn't look like something that they would enjoy. So there's coconut involved and stuff like it's not for them. I'm not the glutton. Really? I just told you how I dance it around it. I make them last for like six months. Oh, that's crazy! No way, I make them last six months. Yeah, man. If they yeah. see Meg, that's that's a that's an amazing six, feat. Six months is probably an overestimate, but yeah, I mean, well, I'm, you just you still have Halloween candy though, so you're like a different. You're on a different planet. But I got so much shit in the house. What am I gonna do? Eat Halloween candy every day? What am I gonna do? I got Ore- I got Oreos. I got. Uh, I got. Yeah, but some- like when you binge eat uh, Halloween candy, how many pieces of candy do you have? I also get my own candy. Like I also get the shit that I like. I just I'll get the Twizzlers. I'll get the Skittles. I'll get the Reeses. Like I don't go for the hot. Like, so you are I get, but yeah, but I'm gonna do like, like Willy Wonka. <laughs> Halloween candy is just uh, you know a couple bite-sized Snickers and, or uh, Snickers and Three Musketeers and shit. It's not like a real candy bar. Do you have a favorite candy? Uh, I have two in my mind. Like okay, well, like favorite for what? Like if I'm watching a movie or just this favorite? Oh, categories. Yeah, candy's tough to to kind of categorize like that. Okay, if we're going varieties. movies, if we're going movies, so we're obviously popcorn doesn't count because popcorn's like the ideal. Yeah. But we're talking candy. Yeah. If I'm at a movie theater, I have yeah. two. Okay. I have milk duds. Ooh, okay, nice. And uh, snow caps. Yeah, snow caps are great. Snow caps are on the list. That's number three for me, though. I feel like snow caps I would only have in a theater. I like eating snow caps at home would just be weird. Do you put snow caps in the popcorn? Do you dump them in? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not against it. I might try it next time. I love snow caps. They're it's an excellent underrated candy. They're yes phenomenal. Uh, but they're on my movie going list. I usually get uh, Twizzlers or Sour Patch Kids to go along with the popcorn. The only thing about Sour Patch Kids is you can't throw them in. Freezer. I mean, I get the. I'm, I'm at the movie theater with them. Yeah, no, I like. I like. Pro, like, I like those fruity candies. I like throwing them in the freezer for at least twenty minutes. Okay, all right, yeah. I'm more of a cho- If I'm going candy at the movies, chocolate. Yeah, it depends on my. It really depends if if I'm if I'm feeling it. Like, I love the snow caps, and that's a go-to. That's my chocolate go-to at the theater. But it's really like a mood situation. I love Twizzlers because you just like. Because no one them, they're, just, they're there the whole time. It's great. Yeah, you don't, have, you don't have to like you know sh- you know shovel them in your hand and chuck them in. You just gnaw on it. Yeah, it's yeah. Hands. I'm not a huge Twizzler guy, but I understand the appeal. Yeah, it's easy to eat. Easy to eat. Um, that's my so that's my movie go to candy wise. But I, I mean, I think the best candy is a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, that so, wasn't on my short list, even though I it's. It's almost unfair, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. It's like Bo Jackson Tecmo. Yeah. It's just it's, like, yeah, like obviously no one's going to say a bad word about a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Like, it's impossible. Especially cold, especially frozen. Oh. Oh, forget it. By the way, be careful with those double Reese's Peanut Butter. You can break a tooth on them. You really? <laughs> yeah, you ever seen, you know, the thicker ones? I don't know what they're called, but they're like a double Reese's Cup. I don't know if those, I've seen the thick ones. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, like, the regular one is, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you, like, the, the size of it. But the other one is at least double the size of it, maybe even more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you bite into that bastard, and it is uh, it's dangerous. 
So this time of year, like Easter coming up in a month, you're, mm-hmm. you'll load up on some of the, uh, the Reese's eggs. Oh, yeah. 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 You're anti-Cadbury. Yeah, I don't like the Cadbury. I'll, I'll probably do to try it again, but I, yeah, I don't like them, though. No. <laughs> I like a Cadbury. Yeah, I'm not – I don't like – those outliers don't do it for me. Cadbury and uh, what are the orange and white and yellow ones? I don't like those. That's not I don't, don't want to eat those, nah. What the fuck are they I called? do a Cadbury. What the fuck are those things called? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, though. I know what you're talking about. Like, look orange, like I, I, I don't even give them two looks. I, I don't, peeps? Like I don't, do you do peeps? Oh, no. Peeps, <laughs> trash candy. <laughs> People like to kill candy corn, and I actually – That's what it is, candy last... corn. That's the, that's the name I was looking for, candy corn. Oh, candy corn? That's yeah. what you look. looking – Oh, I thought you were talking about the eggs that are filled with orange. No, isn't that a Cadbury egg? Oh. Oh, okay. I don't I – don't, see, I, I haven't had a candy corn in a while, but I, I never minded candy corn. So I, I was always the, the minority a, there. I think it's a texture thing for me. It's just never – Yeah, it's like a piece of – Sugar, basically, it's just like it's you're like going a pe- on a cube. It, it, it's the only candy in the world that, when it's fresh, it tastes like stale candy. <laughs> yeah, it could taste a little stale at times. It's fresh. But nothing's worse stale. than a fucking peep. The peep is uh, who the fuck is behind these things? I can remember being a kid and getting like the boxes of peeps, and even then, as a kid, when you'll eat any candy, it's just like yeah. whatever's in front of you. I wouldn't yeah. touch peeps. Yeah. Something about just the yellow bird. Like what? What? What is it's, that? It's it's almost like the uh, cotton candy of candy. Oh, cotton candy is another one I hate. It's just, and I think I think if I had to pick one, I would pick cotton candy over Peeps. Um, at least like a yeah, bite. Cotton candy bite looks cooler. At least like cotton candy always looked like a good idea. Something about it, like you're at a ball game, you see a cotton candy, you're like, ooh, that looks good. Like that big, just dive right into you, a big ball of sugar. And you, but it's disgusting. And like a bite might be okay. It's like, can you kind of get it on there? Like it melts a little bit and it's – but then after that, you can't do more than two bites. You can like feel it disintegrating yeah. in your – oh. Which is good, which might be like an okay journey for your taste buds for one – round but you can't do they, they come in this gigantic it's, it's it's a fucking mile high yeah you eat that whole fucking thing it's disgusting and your your fingers are all sticky after you're yeah, picking at it's, it's disgusting yeah no there's not it's not a good situation it's it was bad. one of those things that always looked cool when you were a kid like like you were supposed to like it yep. and it was always a letdown the yep. multiple times i but i think i think it's because of the size and then like you said like every it just leads to misery yeah, it's yeah, it's terrible. It is. I don't. A, I don't recommend it to. I don't. Rec, I, I, I. You got to find some because most people I feel like I know have that opinion on cotton candy. I haven't found someone who really enjoys. It. I. I like this as a metaphor going forward for anything that seems like a really good idea might even start out like, like it was a good idea and just ends up going to hell. That's the cotton candy effect or something like that. Cotton candy effect. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's what it's got to be. Right. It should be great, but uh, they just over, it's just over you overdo it. So what's the deal with peeps now? Peeps are little marshmallows, right? But they're not really marshmallows, though, right? I don't think so because marshmallows are okay. You no problem with a marshmallow. You don't put you don't put peeps in your. If they were marshmallowy, people would put peeps in their hot cocoa. That'd be a thing. Can, can you make a peeps s'more? That's a good question. Peeps get mad. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the s'more situation with peeps. Yeah, it's a disgusting. Maybe I'll get my kids peeps this year for Easter and see. Just try. I can't even remember ever trying a peep. Like cotton candy, I it's can a, remember a couple of traumatic experiences at a baseball game. Yeah, like a New Haven Ravens game. But peeps, I can't even. Peeps, I was just always this. They were never. They were never aesthetically pleasing to the eye. Just, yeah. Nope. I don't know if you're like me, but if I got something and didn't finish it, it was not good for me. For a little aunt, for a little me when I was a kid, if yeah. I ordered something and like my eyes were too big for my stomach, I heard about it, man. It was. Oh, like, if you didn't finish your food, yeah, right? Yep, heard about it. And God forbid, I, just, I, I get a, a cotton candy probably costs like 75 cents. It's just fucking sugar whirled around some cheap paper cone. Yeah, might cost nothing, but you still you're like, oh, I got to finish it because if I don't, I'm in trouble. Two places I could think of where you get a cotton candy, ball game and a carnival. Yep, that's it. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why the attraction of it's not a it's not something you can get just anywhere. Not like a candy you can go into a CVS and get, you know, a Reese's. Right. It seems like it should be special. Yeah. Not special. <laughs> yeah. So my. So my two fa- like Halloween candies, go tos at least. Obviously Reese's is it's on a shelf. It's it's oh, up yeah. there on the pedestal. Yeah, okay. Be right. Kit Kat. Yeah, Kit Kats are excellent. I'm a yeah. huge Kit Kat. Kit Kat's my favorite. Yeah. And uh, Almond Joy. See, Almond Joys are great because the kids don't like Almond Joy, so those are always mine. So I'm rooting for the Almond Joys in the in the Halloween. I think that's a, that's like. Tradition. Kids don't eat that as because I remember my grandfather's favorite was Almond Joy, so I used to kick him upstairs. It's like a, it's like when you're low man, like Christopher, you had to kick upstairs <laughs> to Paul, you had to kick upstairs to Tony. Like when you're a kid, you got to kick the Almond Joys upstairs, and then you realize when you get older how great they are, and then they get kicked up to you. Yep. Circle of life. Yep. Do you, do I get a little bit of uh, credence back from you? That you seem a little disappointed before that there's still Halloween candy in the house. There are no almond joys now, so those were gone long ago. Yeah, anything, any chocolate with coconut is. Right. You got. I mean, we know we just talked about the what do you call it? You the, know, the uh, Samoas. Another big, another big thing is. Well, no, I'm just saying those are gone for Halloween candy. The almond joys are gone. So, like you were saying, like you're surprised that there's still Halloween candy in the house. The ones what that. Kind, I, what, what kind of Halloween candy do you have in the house? I mean, right so now, like, so I'm telling you, it's like all like mini Snickers and mini uh, Three Musketeers and shit like that. Nothing great. Those are the biggest. I feel like those are the biggest when they're mini. Those are the biggest letdowns. The Snickers, yeah. and the Three Musketeers, like a small Reese's. Well, Reese's is the normal size. Yeah. Well, I guess you have got the miniature ones, but like even a Kit Kat is still good when it's a miniature. The Snickers, you need a full bar, I feel like. I don't think there is a mini Kit Kat. Well, no, you have like the two instead of the four. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep, that's right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fine if you get the two Kit Kats, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like a Snickers, is, Snickers might be the worst mini because it is a tease. It's not even a full bite of a regular Snickers. No, it doesn't tell the whole story. No. You're selling it short, no pun intended. Selling it far too short. Three Musketeers is like close, like you're almost there, but it doesn't quite fit the bill. I was a big Three Musketeer guy growing up. I like Three Musketeer. Really good, really good candy bar. And then Milky Way, 
I don't think I can't remember the last time I had an entire Milky like a big Milky Way bar. So it's probably actually the best mini candy is the Milky Way because I'm not I'm not disappointed because I don't I don't ever have the big the big Milky Way bar. Never been a huge Milky Way guy. I mean, it's good. It's chocolate. It's, yeah, chocolate it's everything caramel. you want. It's fine. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah. I'm just not getting the big. If I'm buying, if I'm eating a full size bar of candy, I'm not going Milky Way. No, full bar would be. I mean, we just talked about Snickers and Three Musketeers. Snickers is so good. Twix. Ah, oh, Twix. Yeah. yeah, two for me. Come on for you. <laughs> <laughs> Twix is really good. Fuck. Twix, when they sell the miniature ones, they actually are they don't uh they don't really cut you too short, the Twix. It's it's a that's a that's like a legit bite of a full Twix. Yeah. You're, you're getting it's still a T and they're all T's, but it's you're getting almost a full bite experience. Yep. Like if you were a miniature person, that would be a normal size Twix for you. <laughs> Mickey Rooney loves the mini Twix. <laughs> Twix, Twix is definitely a good one. Did you ever get into like the uh, what the score scores? What are they called? S K O R. Oh, yeah, I I have had them, but not in a long, long time though. Yeah, to me those were always like the second rate chocolate bars. If you were a kid, like those never those never moved the needle when you were a kid. I I remember in high school. Our vending machine had zero bars, and for some reason, that was my go-to in that vending machine. So I'm going to guess it was a deficiency in the vending machine, but yeah, I don't remember at all what a zero bar tastes like. I can't tell you what it looked like. I got to look that up. A zero bar? Yeah, it's like a silver and blue uh, wrapper. Oh, I've never seen that in my life. Was that right? All right, silver and blue, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. white. What's it? Yeah, white. Yeah, but what's it? What's in uh, the bar itself? Okay, composed of a combination of caramel, peanut, and almond almond nougat, what? covered with a layer of white chocolate fudge. There's no such thing as white chocolate, isn't that a myth? Apparently not. not maybe that's why it's a zero bar. White chocolate is a myth. I'm pretty sure. Have you ever had a take five bar? No. That, Take five bar. That is excellent. Look that one up and tell me if you would like that. Take five bar. Yeah, I think it's called the Take Five. That is all right. That's like that might be the most. Uh, oh, it's Reese's. Yeah, that might be like the like the youngest candy that I enjoy. <laughs> oh, it's like peanut. Uh, it's, uh, pretzel. Yeah, it's five things. Yeah, pretzels one of them. Yeah, I'm sure I would like that. It's. It's really good. Get the salt like, with the sweet. Yeah. Like I was thinking about getting a zero bar to try it to try it now, but if I go to the store and see a take five, I might be swayed to not I'll just get them both tomorrow. I'm getting I'm gonna get both. That's it. It's a, it's all right. I'm getting a zero bar this weekend and I'm getting a take five bar. That's it. That's yeah. End of subject. end of subject. And I feel like the most disrespected bar mm-hmm. probably the Hershey bar, because that's just like the gold medal. It's like a lifetime achievement award a Hershey bar. Do you even get a Hershey bar or do you get the almonds? Because the Hershey I would get I would get a regular. No, no almonds. Oh. 
I'm weird like that though, because I I would even if I get M and M sometimes I like the regular M and M. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I see the appeal of it, but I'm not knocking the peanut M and M's. I'm just yeah. I kind of like the original. That's fair. All right. See if I get a Hershey, I do like the regular Hershey bar, but I usually only have it like if we buy it for s'mores, and then I'll have like we'll have, always get a little extra, and there's one. You make around. s'mores. Yeah, kids like that shit. Yeah. What do you make it on? You make it on like the oven. Uh, I've done it just over the grill. Oh, you just roast the marshmallows. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The, we've done the oven, too. Yeah, we've tried a few different ways. Yeah, we have that. I haven't made right. a s'mores in a while. I got to put that on the bucket list for the summer. Get a nice yeah. s'more. Give it a shot. It's good. Good for you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Hershey bar is just like, I don't know, man. It's like a, it's like a slice of Americana Hershey bar. That's, yeah. You feel like uh, you're part of something bigger than you when you have a Hershey bar. You feel like a little kid in 1953. That's how Don Draper lost his job because of the fucking Hershey bar. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. It takes you back to a a better time that you weren't even around for. Or a worse time in Don Draper's case. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's a part of the past. It's it's simple, but it's delicious. And it's just a, a nice perfect chocolate bar right it's it's simple but it's necessary yeah you need something yeah. like that yeah Oof, man Don if you draper if you don't come away from this episode with a little bit of a sweet tooth you we're doing something wrong i blame ourselves i remember like when we first started the show i was like we have to have a show centered around like favorite snacks and stuff and it just happened out of nowhere without any preparation. <laughs> I think we've like talked about- almost, it's almost like I've been preparing my whole life for to talk candy and snacks and you know, whatnot. I think we've talked about candy before, like leading up to Halloween, but not like that. So we've never and and ending on the Hershey bar and giving it its little uh, little due respect was. <laughs> I mean, that was a beautiful ending. Well done. Had, yeah, I had to do it. I had to do it. I got to say, um, you knew what I was up to tonight. You know what I was doing tonight. But I was, I was impressed when I was like, I, I'm at a, at, a, at a crossroads that I haven't been at in a long time. I was impressed with uh-huh. exactly what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. The three bears. You got to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, it could be a few more. It could be four. I feel like, yeah, I would say my limit. I could do four and be comfortable. Go to bed. But once you go past that, oh, well, you're going for something special. In that case, I was already over the limit. But to yeah. me, to me, it felt like it was. To me, it was just a place I haven't been in a long time. Where I, it's just, uh, it felt good to be home. Hey, sometimes. <laughs> Who says you can't go home? <laughs> you can't go home again. It's right. I heard a kid in. Dunkin' Donuts was going to get coffee today. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a weird order. And I know, like, in my mind, like, I know logically it was just he was picking up for a few people. This is what they wanted. But in my mind, it seemed like a psychopath's order. He didn't get any coffee, anything to drink. He just ordered six donuts. And it was three vanilla frosted with sprinkles and three just vanilla frosted. 
Oh, FBI. Yeah, that was exactly my phone. That's exactly my thought. I'm like, I'm like this kid has this kid has like a hit list in his in his room. Like he did dark basement, and uh, he's got all the pit, other people who crossed him in his life are on a list, and he's mm-hmm. just worried. And he just goes out. I I didn't get a good look at his face, uh, but I'm terrified of him though. Ohio State um, winter hat on, in case you see him out and about someplace. Any chance? Any chance? How old was he? Uh, I have no idea. Like I said, didn't get a really good look at his face. He wasn't old though. Not old. He wasn't like a teenager. I don't think. Any chance? Like maybe two kids at home. That's what their favorite. Yeah, I know. Logically, that's what it is, man. It's just that's what the whoever he's taking. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rush to judgment. Let's not assume he's <laughs> no. Well, see, a normal my, human. Well, no, but my first thought was like this fucking psychopath. Like that's a weird order. No drinks at all. No coffee, nothing like that. No. Nope. No orange juice. For some reason, that made me think of uh, the chicken in uh, Get Out. And she's just sitting there eating the milk with the Fruit Loops. Oh, yeah. That's her name. Yeah. Yeah. The whole family drinks milk or something because they're yeah. racist. Yep. <laughs> so maybe he's a white supremacist. I could see that, too. That wouldn't be surprising. Just keep that. All right. Just keep your ear to the to the ground. Maybe that's their new thing. They order vanilla frosted. Yeah, high alert though. And and I and I, I know like I like my first thought was FBI, and my second thought was like, no, you're you're the idiot here. Like it's not. But then again, just going back and arguing with myself, I'm like, no, that's what they. You know, you they want you to think they're normal. They want you to believe they can live amongst you. But it's like these little things like this where you're like fucking psychopath. I mean, we just did like a half hour on all the varieties of candy. How is this guy ordering six of the same donut? Yeah, I mean, even, yeah, just how is there not, it's just weird. Not even like a chocolate glaze, a regular glaze. I don't have to fucking go through the, the menu of Dunkin' Donuts. Just get a variety. Never in my life have I gone to Dunkin' Donuts have gotten multiple donuts and they're the same one. Never. Not it's, even if you get a dozen and you know, so maybe uh, if there's kids involved, uh, like if I get kind. if I, if there's yeah if, if if I get a dozen, there's a chance there's like two chocolate frosted, two glazed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that that's but yeah, never have, have has it been three and three or it, no very and also vanilla frosting. I that's one of the, yeah who I don't think I've ever had a vanilla frosted. I mean probably, but not. I would never order a vanilla. Fr- if you're an adult, I feel like I've never ordered a frosted. Van- I've never ordered a vanilla frosting. I'm sure I've I've had them. Somebody puts out a box of donuts. I'm sure I've had the vanilla frosting. Chocolate never- frosted. I mean, yeah. I like the and I like the strawberry frosted too. I don't do strawberry. I just go chocolate if uh, I do any frosting. I get hooked on the strawberry frosting because uh, Homer Simpson, at one in one episode, is like drooling over a pink donut. And I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. So I'm like, all right. I feel like I'm Homer Simpson for a minute. <laughs> but I do like the. I think one. my favorite donut might be just a Kreller. Ah, oh, Kreller's nice. Yeah. Glazed Kreller. I thought you weren't a big donut guy. No, nah, I'm, I'm a. I mean, I, if I, I'm usually a bagel guy if I'm just grabbing something quick like that. Mm. But I could. I mean, I, I, I can get into anything. I can get, yeah, I can make a case for liking just about anything. 
I mean, I barely eat candy anymore. And we just talked about, like, I got to eat candy tomorrow. I got to buy something. You're going to have three candy bars tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, probably. And, but, yeah, donuts. And, and, a, and a donut for breakfast. I mean, tomorrow, you just don't take your blood sugar on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, donuts. Uh, donuts are another one of those things. It just uh, makes you think of simpler times. I love donut for breakfast. I love donuts, man. You ever do a? You ever do just a plain donut? Uh, yeah. Um, an old, they, an old fashioned. Yeah, those are good. Uh, Entenmann's. You know the Entenmann's variety pack. Oh yeah, you know I haven't had an Entenmann's in a long time. The cinnamon. Oh, oh that cinnamon donut was excellent. My grandfather was like a huge sweets eater, just junk food in general. So I grew up like, like with all the. I, I could tell you, like, my, oh, my favorite muffin, stop and shop, all chocolate, chocolate chip. All chocolate Ooh, with double, chips. Double chocolate, chocolate chip muffin? Double chocolate. Oh, man, that sounds fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. This is like a stoner's podcast right now, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I have, a, I have a buddy who owns, a, like, a weed shop out in Oregon. Uh-huh. I listened to his podcast today. And uh, they he, like it's the first part of it's like educating with the, you know with the, trying to educate people on weed basically. So a lot of uh, like the episode today was like debunking myths and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the second part of the episode, like they take a break and they all get stoned. And the second part is them talking about whatever they want to talk about. This butt stoned. <laughs> it was like yeah. literally they were like we'll be right back. And then they're like, all right, so we just uh, sampled this, and they talk about the brand and shit, and then they get into, you know, whatever they're getting into. And I was like, ah, oh, all right. This should be, this would be like an episode for them, basically. That second half, I mean, I think we killed it, to be honest with you. Candy-wise, donut-wise, we killed it. You know, I don't, we don't need to be stoned. We don't need to enhance our game. But this is a great idea for the stoned half of their podcast. Yeah, who knows where the conversation would go. It'll get real deep. It wouldn't last long because after seven minutes, it'd be like, you know, I, we got to go to, to fucking 7-Eleven. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> yeah. And then we talk about like going to 7-Eleven. I mean, there is nothing like walking to one of those fucking places. Yeah. When you're a kid, first of all, it's amazing walking to those places. There's so many possibilities. Aisles of just junk food is lined up. And then it all ends, it all ends in, the, in, the, in the back with this uh, glowing case of soda you're like oh shit you're walking down and there's uh like smarties and twizzlers and sweet tarts if you're watching espn it and uh you know just everything you could want under the sun just candy wise and then there's another aisle and it's like but it's chips and doritos and everything you want salty wise and then you get to the end and it's fucking coca-cola and dr pepper and root beer and it's like <laughs> and then we get older the cigarettes up front and you're like oh yeah, i need cigarettes so so it's like all the worst, all the worship for a kid, and then you get older, and you walk in there like two o'clock, like the first time you walk in there at two o'clock in the morning, all fucked up, and you realize you don't need to like borrow five dollars from your parents. You have twenty bucks in your pocket, and you can get anything you want. The whole fucking yeah. it is, I, I mean, it is. Uh, it's almost better than a Wonka's factory because there's no fucking rules. You can do whatever you want, and. Uh, Oompa Loompas aren't going to come carry you away because you blew up into a fucking blueberry. It brings, I mean, it's for everybody, really. It's universally loved. Do they have 7 Elevens in the Middle East? Because I would, maybe that's the problem. 
I don't, I mean? I'm going to say no. There's their first problem right there. That's the root of the issue, okay? People say religion. I say no 7-Elevens. You're probably right. There's probably too much yeah. religion. Not enough Slurpees. I've been Googling Entenmann's this whole time, the last five minutes. What, what do you got, Entenmann-wise? Entenmann's, it's just the box is just beautiful. I mean, devil's food, crumb donuts. Oh, I know what those You know what those are? The ones with the little dots on them that like, kind of fall off. It's probably a bad description. Yeah, what the things with dots on them that fall off. Devil's food crumbs, like crumb donut. The little crumbs fall off of them. They're muffins, though. No, they're donuts. Okay. I don't know if I. Then I like the, I was, the rich, fro- the chocolate uh, frosted ones. Not frosted, but the, you know, the all chocolate Entenmann's. Okay. It's like right in front of me. I don't know why I'm it's trying the, to. The old chocolate Entenmann's donut. Yeah, rich frosted donuts. Yeah, the chocolate yeah. Entenmann's. Yeah. And then you have like the powdered donuts, the old fashions. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, the classic three pack was the, was the old fashioned, the, the powdered sugar and the cinnamon. That was a classic three pack. And then they just get like, then the chocolate ones get their own pack. This is easily the best fast food donut, right? Like one, not fast food, that's probably a poor description. Like if you're in a store, like store-bought, store-bought donut. Those are, in, those are in the fucking 7-Eleven. You can get some donuts in 7-Eleven like that. Yeah. For sure. Um, they, yeah. There is an Entenmann's still can, in, uh, Mil- is it Milford, Connecticut or Orange, Connecticut? I was out there, I was out there like a month ago and I almost stopped in there at Entenmann's. Should, we should do that. We should do a little Entenmann's tour. We could do the Entenmann's tour. We could do the Pez tour. And we could do the uh, Fox and Park tour. Where's the, where's the Pez place? Pez is Orange or Milford or something like that. It's down there. We were there a couple yeah, of years Entenmann's ago. Yeah, Entenmann's store. It's in Orange, Connecticut. Yeah, we got to hit up the Entenmann's place. Entenmann's Bakery. Yeah. Been far like too long. I feel like we're missing something in Connecticut production-wise. I'm missing something that we could visit. Can't think of it. Oh, uh, I don't know. It'll it'll come to us. Yeah, at some point. You mentioned Draper before. I sure did, yeah. Probably like one of the coolest fictional characters ever. Right? I mean... Who I mean, do you think? Who do you think is the most like? If you think of when you think cool, right? Fonz. The Fonz. I was gonna, all right. The Fonz is the I, coolest fictional character of all time. I was gonna say real person. Don Draper's not a real person. No, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who's the coolest real Sinatra? Sinatra. How about living? <laughs> um, huh. One guy I have in my head. I think he's the only right answer. There's only one guy in your head that is the coolest guy. Just the essence of cool. Like any, there's impossible. When I think of the essence of cool, it's like impossible for the. It's impossible for this guy to do anything that's not cool. Like if he dyed his hair pink. A, talking about A-Rod? 
antithesis of cool. I don't know. Okay, the, the, the living. There's a few guys in my head, like coolest living guy. Like DiMaggio used to have to be uh, introduced as like the greatest living Yankee. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this guy should be introduced as the the coolest living dude. You talking about McConaughey? No, because he's cool. But okay, that's he's cool. No, he's not the coolest. Because is he an actor? Yes. Is it is is it Brad Pitt? <laughs> no, Brad Pitt's. He, I mean, he's kind of he's cool, I guess, but not the coolest. He get there one day, maybe, but I don't know. Dump, dump Jennifer Aniston. Oh, so this guy is ancient. So you're talking about Jack Nicholson? Yes, Jack yeah. Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Jack. I feel like Jack is the greatest. Is the coolest living male alive? Yeah, like thought- anything he does, man. Like he's never been a guy who's been in good shape or anything. Like a pit, you know. Yeah. He's never had like a full head of hair, like a McConaughey. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's you see pictures of him like smoking a cigarette, shirtless, like forty pounds overweight, and it's like, <laughs> oh, that guy's cool. <laughs> like if that was a normal dude, you'd be like, ugh. But Jack, it's like, oh man, looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, probably- gut, just hanging over his swim shorts. Yeah, he, there's like a picture of him eating a sandwich. <laughs> in a boat shirt like him yeah, any, out anybody of else face. like disgusting jack ah it's cool that's just jack <laughs> i mean just the image of jack at the lakers game with the shades on the front row there's nothing. not many people could pull off the shades inside and not be considered a douche nothing cooler than that no no he killed it yeah no he's uh yeah you gave it away when you said maybe someday he'll get there about pit yeah um yeah, he's. Uh, oh, we should, that is that's another discussion. When Jack unfortunately, you know, hits the dusty trail. Well, listen, he like takes Keith, over. Well, Keith Richards is pretty fucking cool. He's still alive. Yeah, rock stars. It's, yeah, rock stars are pretty cool. Um, how about uh, Jesus? I just had the guy in my head and I lost him. Fuck me! Take a sip of Four Roses and think about it. Wait, you trying to think it was a, a current current cool guy? Yeah, oh. I don't know if this guy will ever get there. He's a little under the radar, but you know who's fucking real cool? <laughs> Suspensive element. Andy Garcia. Yeah, yeah, he's under yeah, he's not gonna make it. He is cool. He's though. not as like mainstream anymore, you know. Is he cool though? Because here's the thing: like his persona is cool. I don't know. I could. I don't know if I could picture like an interview of him where he came across as like, oh, all right, he's a, he's a dude. He doesn't even have to. That's why he doesn't do those. So like, it was I mentioned Sinatra before, and you go back and listen to, and you know me, I'm a huge Sinatra fan. I've listened to like most of the concerts you could listen, that you could listen to like on CD and shit, and all the albums and recordings and YouTube videos and Johnny Carson appearances. And I mean, he was the, the king. He was the God. He was a legend. Yeah. And he was like people like at the time, superstars would bow down to Sinatra. It was unbelievable, but he wasn't like the funniest guy. He wasn't, he didn't seem like the cool, like it was just a, it was, a, it was so weird that he was the guy. Like, if you go back, you're like, all right, he's like a guy. He's a regular guy. He seems cool enough. But it's weird that he was the guy. Like, you just don't see him. 
like sometimes he cracks a joke and it's corny and it's like yeah yeah there's laughing because it's Sartre. they're not laughing because it's funny um, that's part of being cool though I, yeah i guess you're right i guess you're right yeah i'm not trying to tear him down i just i i still believe he's the coolest man you know the past 200 years but yeah, no, he is. It's definitely Sinatra. I don't know. When, when did Sinatra become that larger than life? Just It's a great question. Um, and you, you asked the right guy. Uh, so, okay, so Frank's career, it's, uh, you know, lasted like 60-plus years, basically. Mm-hmm. And he, start, he started out as uh, – he was like a Bieber, basically. Like, he just – the young – Women just loved him. Bobby Soxers, which a lot of Bobby Soxers were paid, were bought and paid for to show up and scream. And like there was an ambulance on hand. So, you know, under the pretense of like, oh, we have smelling, smelling salts for when these women faint. Wow. No, but that was all a ploy. It was all part of the game. It didn't actually. Yeah. Happen. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But it was all part of like the selling point, you know? And, uh, but, you know, you, he was also it was also during wartime. He didn't go to the war. People called him like a draft dodger and stuff. So guys didn't really love him at first because he because of that. I mean, he sang for you know the war and stuff, and he did his part without fighting. Like in his mind, I'm sure he, he did. But uh, he also I don't think I think he was four F or whatever it is where you can't go. He had something wrong with him. But who knows? If he got paid off again. That's not where you're asking. Besides, the yeah. Time. So. He started off like that, just like a just like a beaver. Like the, the chicks loved him, you know. Guys were if you know either they liked him, didn't like him. What he wasn't like didn't win him over, whatever. Okay, so then he falls in love with Ava Gardner, who's an actress at the time, beautiful actress. He's married with three kids, and like goes to Ava, and he's got a whole thing with her. Uh, kind of his career takes like craters a little bit at that point. Does, yeah. he, does, he, he loses his voice at some point. He can't sing, can't get any jobs, tries to kill himself at some point. And, uh, and then, you know, like the, like the Johnny Fontaine story from The Godfather was Frank in From Here to Eternity. And like, that's, it's Frank won an Oscar for the role. He's like a... He's a boxing a, movie. Uh, it's a war movie. It's not a boxing movie. Don't they box in it? I don't know. I'm not sure. I've seen most of it. I'm not sure. He, his famous his famous scene in that movie is he rolls a couple olives on the bar and it comes up, you know, with like the pit side up and he's a snake eyes. That's like his famous scene. Um, yeah, I've seen parts of that movie. From Here to Eternity, right? Yeah. Uh, Frank, like Burt Lancaster and Right, U.S. Army soldiers. Why did I think uh... There was box. Oh, no, yeah, he's a boxer. Pruitt was also a boxer. Pruitt. Something with boxing in it. I forget exactly if it's a big, if it's a big part of the movie or not. Frank, Frank's role is an Italian guy. It's not Pruitt. Yeah, Pruitt is Montgomery Cliff. Oh, Montgomery Cliff. All right. Uh, Sinatra's right. private Angelo Maggio. Yeah, right. So he wins his Oscar. He wins his Oscar, okay? And this is, uh, I don't remember the year. This is going to be the 50s, maybe? 53. Uh, okay. So he wins his Oscar there, and then he starts to kind of pick it up again. Then the Rat Pack happens. You know, he breaks up with Ava. He's with, like, Mia Farrow at some point. 
But I think it was some it was some point, I think it was the comeback. I think it was the fact that he kind of was down and out, came back, and then he redid some songs and did them, his voice kind of matured. And uh then he was just he was just the guy, I think, because people had grown up and he and and they they watched him struggle, they watched him overcome some stuff. And he he and and the the rap I think had a big part of it because that he was able to kind of put his put himself out there every night with uh, Dean and Sammy and uh, Joy Bishop Peter Lawford and it kind of made him that 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 kind of put him on the map as like taking over for Bogart and Gleason and the and the stars of the past and were the other you know the original members of the Rat Pack basically yeah passing the torch right and he, and, he, and he did all those kind of fun. Uh, like movies like Ocean's Eleven and stuff. So it was it was some part in his middle age, like after it was his comeback was what it was. I mean, if you if, if one of his famous concerts is uh, the Madison Square Garden concert, uh, the main event, and it's nineteen seventy something, maybe nineteen seventy three, and it's it's like it's it's a celebration of him and his career and his life. I mean, he didn't die for another twenty years, but uh, or twenty five years. But I mean that's uh that's really a culmination. I mean, there's superstars at that concert, you know, including uh Eric Roberts in Pulver Grinch Village, apparently. Um it's not a cool guy, yeah. Yeah. But I think <laughs> I think it was just, I, I don't know, I can't there's not an exact moment, but I think it was the like the journey that the country and his fans went on with him and people followed him along the way. I'm not sure when he became the guy, but it was something to do with watching him fall flat on his face and come back and be better than ever. Cause he was his, he, when he's singing, when he's older, he's so much better than yeah. when he was a kid. Cause those old recordings are okay, but I don't listen to them because there's not, they're not the Franklin one I hear. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody likes a comeback story. Yeah. I think it's a big part of it. That does. I mean, McConaughey is a mild version of that. McConaughey was like that heartthrob guy, rom-com guy. But he didn't fall on his face or anything. Never the jail. No, but he kind of had his – he has had a second act, though, where he's kind of endeared himself more to male fans. Frank stuck his head into a stove. Like, Frank was whoa. I'm not saying they're parallel journeys. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to think of like a cool guy that almost is like – Robert Downey Jr. I mean, the guy was guy was arrested for whatever the fuck he was arrested for, drug problems, and now he's Iron Man. And Iron Man wasn't even popular before Robert Downey Jr. was Iron Man. Yeah, like it's not a bad one, I guess. I mean, no, nobody's Sinatra. No, these guys are Sinatra, but no, nah, I mean, you can't. There's there's no point in finding the next Sinatra. That's just not. That's very. It's, just it's not happening. It's very unique to the 20th century. And it's not, it's not, you can't duplicate that. And especially now when everybody's fucking famous. Yeah, you have YouTube stars who are famous. Yeah. You get, Instagram models. You get podcasters like you and me who just kind of are on the map. Yeah. Get, and then they get like second rate guys that have their own show, like Springsteen and Obama. Like, you know, they, they, everybody has a podcast. We guys like that have a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. I mean, we're pro- we'd probably be more popular than them in some circles. They're slumming it. They're, they're slumming it. <laughs> yeah, you Let me see them. Let me see them break down 
Halloween candy and Entenmann's donuts. I can talk about whatever they talk about, plus the Entenmann's candy and shit. Entenmann's and candy. I, I haven't listened yet, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I could handle. It's probably I don't know if I can handle some of their hard hitting topics. It's probably it's probably a little uh, heavy. A little the pre- American dream they talk probably, about probably probably a little preachy, and not the American. Yeah, see, but they believe the American dream. That's the difference. They don't. They they, they want they want to. They, they're sellers of the American dream. They I call believe- it the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. <laughs> That's right, George Carlin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like to, I'd like to, yeah, if I'm talking about the American, I'm happy to talk about the American dream, but I'll talk about how it's, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a big hole in the ground covered with straw and you're just waiting to fall. Like it's, it'll prop you up, but it'll kick you right down that hole as soon as, as soon as that opportunity presents itself. Yeah. The rise. Yeah. Is it, rise is, fall. we got to figure out a way to get canceled so we could have a comeback. We're uncancelable, as far as I know. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think you can cancel us. Yeah, but we gotta figure. Yeah, but like you saw, like the thing with Doctor Seuss had six books canceled, and then all of a sudden, people are just the books flying off the shelves. You know, the funny you tell thing- people they can't do something, <laughs> they can't listen to something, they can't watch something, they can't read something. They're gonna rebel, man. People are rebellious. It's human you wanna, nature. You wanna know the funny thing about the whole Doctor Seuss thing? So. The publisher of Dr. Seuss books decides to cancel these five or six books that nobody ever heard of either. Like the Never only book heard I, of them. Yeah, yeah. So these are all these obscure Dr. Seuss books uh, that, they're, that they're not publishing anymore. So all these people decide to protest Dr. Seuss books being canceled, which is not exactly what's happening, by buying a shit ton of Dr. Seuss books. Right? He's top of the charts now all of a sudden. Who does that benefit? The fucking publisher who stopped publishing his books. So you're pissed about them not publishing the books, but then you're throwing them all the money you can. doesn't make any fucking sense. So is the publisher behind the cancel of those books that he yeah. started? Yeah, they decided not to publish them because they thought there was like racist imagery in them, whatever. Uh-huh. They, that was a decision the publisher made to not publish them anymore, right? Okay. So people are buying all kinds of books. Who benefits? <laughs> the publisher. I don't think no. That's not that wasn't their game was to get all kinds of money. It that's was just the way I think. Well, maybe the estate of Dr. Seuss started it. Well, brilliant. It is brilliant. That's the case. I don't. That's real. That's, that's a, why we got to get canceled. Be like, oh, you can't listen to these fucking assholes. Then you get listeners. I don't know. You tell me who to listen to. I don't know that works. You know? Do you remember the guy who uh, got 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 SNL and then got fired by, from SNL like the same week? Because oh yeah, that guy. You listen yep. to his podcast? Yeah, I, I gave him a shot. I oh. gave him a little bit of a shot. <laughs> oh, you did, all right? So maybe, maybe I, I maybe can't think of his name, of course. Maybe you're onto something, then. I probably, I probably gave him more of a watch than I would have if he had joined SNL. Only because okay. I don't really watch SNL very much. Yeah. It's that's very guest uh, host dependent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Still can't think of his name, Tim. I don't know. No, I forgot his name myself. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's, I, 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 re- I really think it was just you got blown out of proportion. People flipped out, and <laughs> morons are benefiting the people who they're. I mean, they think they're protesting against like woke culture or uh, you know cancel culture or liberals or Biden or whatever. They think that's what they're protesting against, but really they're benefit. They're just giving the person who did the thing you're not happy about more money. 
It's so stupid. Look, look, if you're wasting your time, like who gives a fuck about Dr. Seuss? Who doesn't have all the Dr. Seuss books that they want right now? And then you, you can't cancel that. I mean, I, I don't get it. You didn't like, every, you can, you can go out and get green eggs and ham tomorrow. You go out and fucking get the cat in the hat, the ABC book. I don't know. Am I missing anything? Like what other Dr. Seuss books we, that were we talking about? Hop the on Lo- pop. Hop on pop. The Lorax. Yeah. They're all there for the taking. They're not going anywhere. It's like when they try and cancel, uh, you know, Gone with the Wind. It's like the movie's 100 years old. Who, who, it's already, what's done is done. Yeah. The actors are dead. Everyone's made their money off that movie. Like, who, who are you, who's... And rem- remember, all the, remember I told, oh, sorry, I get, I get No, I couldn't even on. remember what I was going to say. Like, who's, sorry. who are you penalizing by boycotting Gone with the Wind? Yeah, it's, those it's 100 years old, the movie. <laughs> I actually have it DVR right now. I think I'm going to eventually – I'm going to get it on the DVR. That's step one. And step two is finding, you know, five well, and a half hours. TC, TCM is doing, doing that with, like, like problematic – quote-unquote problematic movies. Like, they're putting these movies on this week. It's not just going when there's a few others. I forget what they are. But yeah, they're, it's, like, it's, uh, like, they're airing it, like, it, in its original – yeah, Format, and, having, like, and, yeah. and having a discussion about it, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, it's a great way to do it. TCM is phenomenal. TCM is a great channel. Um, and yeah, it's, it's it a nice, it's a nice move by them to say, yeah, we're not going to edit or crop them out. I mean, this, this is part of the history. Let's talk about what goes on, what was going on when the movie was made. Let's talk about what's going on in the movie and the movie makers. And I mean, that's that's history right there. That's an education. Right there. Yeah, learn from history. Don't yeah. repeat it. Good for them, man. Uh, but I mean, so remember I told you I was reading all this this guy, Nick Tosh's. I'm getting all his books. Yeah. Dean Martin and Arnold Ross, you know, these guys. Impossible to find these books because they're not in print anymore. Where's the fucking protest? It is, it's not because he was, I mean, there are, you know, there's some language issues in there and some racist things in there, but I think that's more for the characters that are in these books. Yeah, um, you know, put kind of putting, you know, shining a light on the kind of people we're talking about here, but they, they didn't stop publishing them because they were canceling Nick Tosh's. They were just nobody's buying them, so they're canceling them. I, that one, the last Opium Den, it was impossible to find. It's a seventy-page book, and I paid fifteen bucks for it because there's nobody else had it. Fifteen, yeah, not fifty, fifteen. <laughs> so it was just like. You know, this this thing, these kind of things happen all the time, but it's just blown up a portion by morons who want to fucking find an enemy and somebody on the other side, whatever fucking side of that is. So stupid. It's a waste of fucking time. Yeah. Worthless. Yeah. R.I.P. Dr. Seuss. 30 years he's been dead. He got canceled. Well, not hidden necessarily, but still. He's funny. He's he's fine. Dr. Seuss is fine. (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Seuss rolling in his fucking grave now I can't buy these these six books I've never heard of <laughs> this is not one book was there like oh really that one I remember that one from oh, fucking 40 almost 40 years old I don't remember any of these goddamn books I know the one the Mulberry Street one I know that existed but it's only because the Mulberry Street was in the title yeah I didn't know any of these existed. But it had nothing to do with Little Italy, so I didn't fucking bother. No. 
wasn't eating spaghetti and meatballs in the in the book now. He'd probably be canceled for that too, because I'm sure he I'm sure this racist <laughs> motherfucker would have a few things to say about Italians. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, man. Dr. Seuss. Get out of here. This is this these are the battles we're fighting now. Come on. That's the American dream right now. Is to fight a war in your mind. Yeah. Canceling Over. dead people with uh, you know books that were written canceling years ago. Canceling that well, he didn't get canceled though. That's the thing. He did not get canceled. It's the battle for his uh, soul that people that's like that drives me nuts. Like, why are we fighting over this now? Why are we fighting over this now? We're literally dealing with a pandemic, like with disease. We're trying to roll out fucking uh, shots for this disease, and that's what we're worried about. Is fucking not who's really it. fighting over it now? Though, when you really think about it, how many? People, there's, you know, it what is, percentage of Americans are passionate about this subject? I'd say less than 1%. Uh, look, I, I just, I know that uh, a, a, a certain news channel has been highlighting it for like three days now. Really? Yeah. Why? Why? Exactly. I don't know why. It's just to demonize other people. That's it. Make make other people look like they're monsters for for something that uh, that is happening, but not on the scale that they're saying it's happening, and uh, they're not even responsible for it. But it's just passing the blame, scapegoat, scapegoat, riling people up. Yep, that's it, man. That's yeah. exactly it. I'm gonna say thirty-two and a half people offended by doc, this, these Dr. Seuss books, and I'll take the under. I, I would say that people, I would say people would, would might think that they're passionate about it, but they couldn't have a five-minute conversation about it. They couldn't have, they couldn't have a conversation with me. They couldn't go toe-to-toe with me and what I just did for the past fucking five minutes. Oh, shot. <laughs> They'd be like, you know what? You know what? You're right. I don't care. I'm like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't care five days ago. And you don't care now. It's a very yeah, it's a very odd thing to uh hang your hat on, get on your soapbox about. It's real odd, man. It's not like a movie that came out six months ago. We're talking about a children's book from a long time ago. Yeah. Pre gone with the wind. Pre gone with the wind, yeah. <laughs> it was that long ago. Yeah. All right, well there you have it. I'm not even gonna do a deep dive on this. I Googled Dr. Seuss, and that's the extent of my research. I'm nope. not going to take the bait and, and see what these uh, not allegations it. are. It's not worth it. That, that's what, if you take one thing away from my uh, blathering just now, it's, it's that it's just not worth it. I'm going to leave the entomans up, though. Yeah, good reminder for uh, oh, yeah, devil's tomorrow. food cake. Got to get in there. All right. Well, I think we're good for Sunday poor for this Thursday evening. Uh, I am I'm craving zero bars and Twix and donuts. Tomorrow is going to be a challenge for me to get through calorie wise, but uh, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Butterfingers. Got, forgot to mention those. I might even go to the, on the way to bed, I might go to the Halloween candy and take a few down. 
you go, trick or treat. You might have to. That's the problem with it. Sometimes I just look and it's just nothing is up to my standard. That's all. I just don't want it. You're a high grader. That's why. That's You're why. Like Hall of Fame voter, like a baseball yeah. writer. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, no, we'll do that. we'll do the baseball writers next time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's gonna do it for Sunday Pour for this uh, this night and this episode this week. Thank you to everybody who tuned in for listening. We'll be back here next week with. Uh, some more exciting action. And you got anything to say? Yeah, just thanks everyone for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Can't believe you fucking left me hanging tonight, man. Well, I, I, I couldn't do it. Shit. I think I didn't want to be at Sports Haven. Closing? Sounds. Do you even do you even do closings? You just made that up. <laughs> it's our bread and butter closings. <laughs> Especially open. now after the pandemic, man. Oh, fucking one every day. Good opening. Ah man, it was it was nice to be back in Sports Haven. Did they have? Uh, they had the bar open. Yeah, it's where it's at. Yeah. So it's business as usual. Business as usual, uh, draft is on the 20th, which is the day after everything opens back up officially in the state. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. That's right. And then, uh, and then we're looking forward to the Derby. Right. At least there. Um, but, yeah, they're ready to – They're giving us the restaurant area? Uh, he, there's, they didn't tell us. They didn't really know. I, I, it's always like the first time that they're doing a draft at that place because I think we're the only people who do drafts there. Yeah. Which they no should, else is doing that. which they should like hype up. Like, like they made those, they made all those places in the back offices, but they should have just made those like private rooms and hyped up, have your fancy draft there. It just makes perfect sense to have a fancy draft there. And maybe just take over someone's office, man. Who's back there working? Oh, nobody, because there's no managers there. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're fucking so. those offices for it. It's like, oh, there's no managers here. Uh, but we told them. I was like, just put us upstairs, put us in the back, wherever the fuck. We'll, we're happy to go. Upstairs is, yeah, you can have your own bartender up there. They won't do that for us, though. No, nah, they won't do that. I Unless think- it's, like, really crowded or something. They would have to... There's no reason to give you VIP treatment if there's 12 people in the place. Here's the thing. So we talked to the bartender and we talked to somebody who would be working that Saturday, who's yeah. not, not marriage manager apparently, but who would be working that Saturday. And Any he, familiar faces? Yeah, bartender was a familiar face, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it wasn't um, Tara, Tara, Tara. It wasn't the uh, face, the blonde. No. Sneaker. Yeah, that's the only blonde athletic sneakers. No, not her. Yeah, those are the only two that like I feel like I have any sort of pull with. The other ones just look through. You, you know, you know who she is. The, the one that was there, you know who she is. Uh, terrible. She's a terrible bartender. She was great tonight. Uh, but that's who it was though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's a terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you had a, you got a beer like once every forty five minutes instead of. No, no, she was. I didn't have empty beer tonight. It was incredible. That's how I got started so easily. Right. Um, no, she was fine. And uh, 
I don't think either of them had any clue or even gave it a thought that that was the second day of the tournament. I mean, I don't know if that's going to matter this year. If people are going to pack in a place like that, but neither. Of them I don't had, know. Neither of them had a clue. Normally, I would say yes. Stuff's opening back up, but Sports Haven's always fifty-fifty. Yeah. You don't know. It's just not on people's radar. Yeah, there's been like preconceptions, which is know. why it's a an appealing location. I don't want to go to a place that's packed. Right. Well, we've been there in like actual, like actual horse racing events. We're like, this is the place to be for a horse race event, and it's like, this is that's it. This is all that's here. Well, if they put <laughs> us in the restaurant area, not that many people go in the restaurant area. Yeah, it's usually just pick up and go to the bar. It's usually bartenders or uh, waiter, waitresses coming out to pick up the food and bring it to the bar. I will be. Yeah, I will be all right. We'll be fine. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm worried about them being like, holy shit, it's fucking March Madness. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and them just like having a, have to freaking out themselves. Be like, oh, we can't accommodate or whatever. What time does it start? Three o'clock we're starting? Uh, yeah, I think, well, I said we usually started at three. Tip is at noon. I said uh, maybe we'll start at one or two, but, you know, if we start one or two, we always start at three or four. So they don't, yeah, they don't care. We're going to show up there. They're not even going to remember it properly. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. You'll see it in their eyes when you get there. Like, they'll, they won't know what you're talking about, and then they'll pretend like they know what you're talking about. They wrote, um, they wrote a cousin's name down. Um, like, you know how you can run, like, a receipt from the, from yeah. the cash register and just take, you know, take it out without printing anything on it? So she just ran, like, a length of paper, tore it off, and that's how they took the name down. So he put his name and his number and... Yeah, and ten people, and he was <laughs> fancy baseball draft. Will buy plenty of food and beer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, when I've booked drafts before, they're just like they don't even write anything down. It's like hundred dollar minimum. I'm like, yeah, it's the first round of beers and shots, hundred dollars. Well, good. We'll make we'll make the minimum for sure. Uh, <sighs> all right, Michigan got waxed early in the week. Came back this week. Yeah, came back today. Excuse me. Beat yep. Michigan State. I like Arkansas. Okay. Like under the ra- Well, they're not under the radar. They were under the radar, but they've won like ten out of eleven. Right. I like Oregon for real under the radar. That was one of my teams last year too. I thought Dana you- Altman, most underrated coach in in the country. Were you soft on Oregon like a month ago? Like when football- Did I like that. No, were you soft on them? Like, were, did you, I thought like right after football, you were kind of, kind of not anti-Oregon, but you weren't high on them. Like right after football, I think like the first time. I think like the first uh, time. I think like the first time we talked about college basketball after football, I mentioned that you picked Oregon last year, and you were kind of like, eh. I mean, I might have been down in the whole conference because the conference kind of stinks. But I don't know. I don't even know if I had watched any Oregon to that point. Which I still haven't really watched much, but they've gotten hot. And I like to coach, so. Are you high on UConn? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic on them, that they could win a game in the tournament, and then, I, mean, I don't know, Sweet 16 would be, like, unbelievable if they made it to a Sweet 16. All right. They're, uh, yeah, I mean, they could win the Big East tournament. I don't see why they couldn't win it. I guess I got my six back from you when the, they're at their lowest. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I didn't run they a back. They didn't run. have Book Knight. Yeah. They've only lost two games with their stud playing. So 
Glad I didn't run it back last night. No, you knew better. I did. And then you see the hall started out hot, too. I was like, oh, shit. Should have ran it back. But Yeah, no, you can't sit in their stride. They just uh, – oh, actually, I meant to bring that up. They play the late game Thursday night. Next Thursday night. UConn? Yeah. Something, I don't know if we should tape Wednesday. Monday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Sunday. The full schedule the, the full schedule is on there for the biggest tournament already? Well, yeah, but I mean UConn locked up the three seed, which yeah, is yeah. the late Thursday mm-hmm. game. That's nine o'clock Thursday? Nine o'clock Thursday. It's prime. Uh, we can do we, depends what you want to do, man. Because it's going to be let's let's we'll figure it out. If you want to do like mostly hoops, um, and just do a kind of biggie tournament shit, we can do that. Uh, could talk go, blue chips. Oh, oh, that's like the perfect college basketball movie. Yep, I it's, we could talk blue chips too. Blue chips. Is there blue chips too? In my mind, there is. Yeah, there should be. Oh, well, I think we've talked about this. I don't know if it's on sure, the show or not. I'm sure we've talked about it. Yeah, I don't know if it was either, but we should. Yeah, there should 100% be a blue chips too. Yeah. It'd be so easy to do. Especially knowing more, all the stuff we know now. <laughs> yeah. Like all the, all the programs that have gotten in trouble. Yeah. Like back when blue black when blue trips came out, it was like Yeah, I mean I guess, you know, there's a program or two that's dirty like this. Now it's like, no, nah, it's like they're they're all dirty. Coach K is dirty now, yeah. Ah yeah, he's a piece of shit that I hate Coach K. <laughs> I went from hating Coach K to like, all right, I mean, he's great. Newfound respect for the guy, back to hating him. Just being unbearable. Yeah. He thinks he's like basketball Jesus. And stop dyeing your fucking hair, man. You're like 75 years old, jet black hair. Like, what are you doing? That's so stupid. He does. He dyes his hair, you sure? I don't know, man. He's doing something. He's doing something. Either that or he's just genetically gifted. That's why that's why UNC's better, man. Gray hair wasn't wasn't uh, too bad for uh, Dean Smith. He had no problem with the gray. Dean Smith, yep. Clean clean program. And he may had a he may had a hiccup here and there. <laughs> well, yeah, we're not here to fight battles of the past, though. We're here to fight. We're here to knock down Coach K. No, we're not canceling Dean Smith. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> Coach K is just so isolated, man, that they'll never get anything on Coach K. Yeah, no. Nobody's looking. We watched him. Yeah, he's like – I mean, he's like he's like giving orders through three sets of guys. It, it never gets back to him. No. no. He's a gangster. He's a gangster. Not the cool kind. No, he's a dork. The, the real life, like, sniveling little weasel gangster. <laughs> Uh, who nobody in Blue Chips 2 could like be a guest star? No college coaches, you know, like Bobby Knight was in Blue Chips. Like, you there's nobody who could possibly play themselves. It's a a movie about corruption in the NCAA. Now, one coach would be like, 
yeah, I could do this because nothing will ever come back to bite me in the ass and be like, that's ironic. He was in blue chips too. Yeah. No. Nobody would, uh, nobody would agree. Well, that's like a retired coach. Yeah, maybe a retired coach. John Chaney just died, right? Can't be John Chaney. John Chaney just died, yeah. Rudolph Olson died. Is Raleigh Massimino? Ryan Massimino's dead, right? He's dead, yep. Luke Harnesecca, he couldn't, he didn't look good last time he I just, saw him. Didn't he die too? He might have, but he didn't look, he didn't look like he could coach, like, uh, I mean, Calhoun's kind of retired, but he's got some. Yeah, I, it, would, it would have to be like Patino or Calipari, and they would just have to be like, "Yeah, yep, this is the profession I'm in." Those are the two guys who just don't give a fuck. Calipari, no, Calipari is a used car salesman. He doesn't care. You've read about Cal. I don't remember all the details, but you read about Calipari, like in Greece, right? There's an article about him in Greece, and it's incredible. A little bit, yeah. I re- I remember when he was at UMass. I think he told, I think he told recruits that like Calhoun was sick. He, like lied to recruits because he was up at UMass, so he was recruiting against Calhoun. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, sick. Do you, I think I, you do. You boil it down to just the fact that these guys do they? Okay, so they they do all this like shady shit. But in the end, they love basketball. They love the game. They love, they love XSOs. They love practice. They love being on the court. They love the games. They love the crowds. They love being in the tournament, right? They love the game. Yeah. So, like, the cheating stuff, that's just a competitive thing, right? That's not, like – Yeah, it's just – I feel like it's just one of those unwritten – yeah, it's just one of those unwritten, unwritten like, things that – you know it goes on. Yeah. Just bending the rules, man. It's kind of it's life. It's it's like a uh, it's life. Like I feel like Calipari would be happy. It's a metaphor co- for life. I feel like Calipari would be happy coaching like a fifth grade CYO team. If he if that's I think what- he he's like the, he's made for college though, Calipari. Oh yeah, no no no, I know that, but I'm saying eventually he's gonna be banned for life. <laughs> And I think he'd be happy, like, doing the Joe Jackson route and just coaching until he died. What helps that he's with Kentucky, though, because I feel like the, bet, the bigger the team you're with, the less likely you are to get nabbed. Like, Memphis, he got caught with Derrick Rose. Like, someone was taking his SATs. Like, Moltisanti with the uh, Series 7. He had, like, an Asian kid taking that's what That's what Derrick Rose did yep. in high school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I feel like when the, the fact that he's with Kentucky now, it's just less likely that you get nabbed with a big program uh, like that. Do you think that buys him a little uh, buys him a little, little slack, a little shield? And he's made for. I mean, he's he's a salesman, Kyle Park. Like he's just sharp tongue. So who who is your favorite? Like you know, I know you're a UConn fan, right? But yep. But college basketball, you can very easily year in year out root for a different team because your team's not making a run, right? Maybe yeah. More so with Seton Hall than UConn. Uh, um, who's your favorite like big conference, big team to root for? Like, is there a program, or is it based on the coach, or is it based on the year, like the players and stuff, or is there like a uh, uniform that you'll just will you root for Carolina, or you root for? Uh, Arizona or UCLA for some reason. 
Uh, I really, I really don't have, I don't really have one. No, I don't think I have one. But Patino's always been, uh, for for my money, Patino's always been the best uh, college coach in the business. In my opinion, yeah, I just think he's gotten the most out of his talent, and he's been a great coach. But no, I don't really have a team like a big team. Great suit. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I really have a team that I uh, gravitate towards. Okay. It's just it's different every year. It depends yeah. on who I'm bracket, yeah. bets. How about when you were a kid? Was there a team when you were a kid that you kind of liked? Well, I liked Carolina because of Jordan, but I don't really like Carolina much anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one team from when I was a kid, it would probably be like the Vince Carter or like Antoine Jameson Tar Heels I liked. All right. All right. I don't know if there's another one. Yeah, it's probably it. Just curious. All right. I mean, UConn's been really good, so it's like they have been one of those teams. Yeah, and I guess it's tough. It's tougher than I made it out to be because U- UConn's playing all those teams we're talking about too. So it's not like you know you didn't have tough games against those teams and have a reason to hate those teams at some point. It just seems like it's such a wider landscape in NCAA where you could kind of adopt a team here and there. Oh, you do, which I, I mean, eventually I do, especially because UConn's been bad for like five, six years now, but it's just like it's a different team usually every yeah. year. No, but it's, but it's different than any other sport because you're not adopting a baseball team. Like, like you're usually, it's usually just rooting for a team to beat a team you hate. Like, you just yeah. what team do I hate the least when you're watching the playoffs of the Yankees? And in, oh, yeah. College is an easy, yeah. College, it's easy to adopt a team too because it's, it's like a turn, quick turnover on all the teams. It's like a different looking team every year. And you'll be able to adopt a team in this year's NIT because we'll be doing the Sunday Poor NIT Challenge. I, I want to do it for real, like twenty bucks a head, like nothing big, but like twenty bucks, like twenty bucks a head. You know, winner take all, whatever. I want to do a real NIT bracket, Sunday Poor sponsored, not sponsored. All right, sixteen teams. We're not paying for shit, but uh, yeah. Let's do it. Sign up. When does the uh, when does the NIT start? So I make plenty. Hey, it, it used to start. Uh, it used to start like the day after Selection Sunday, that Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, it is early. It's a quick it, turnaround. It, I don't know what's going to be different this year. Or what? I think it was like the Tuesday. Yeah, because you got to have a day for the guys who didn't make it. So you got to fill out your bracket quick. March sixteenth. All right, so that's Tuesday. Yep. The Tuesday, yeah. Is that the Garden or there's the championships of the Garden? Final four, probably. Oh, final finals of the Garden, yeah. March 16th to April 1st. Sunday poor, reviving the NIT single-handed. <laughs> All right. Let me get this out. Work on your rum drinks. What other homework do we have for the crowd? Work on your rum drinks and what else? Uh, I forget. Watch Patrice O'Neill stand up. Oh, yeah. I think that was it. And uh, we'll be back here later on. All right. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. All right. Yeah, shortly. Peace. See it.